this is a session. And there are going to be, you know, some more sessions after this. It's not about depression, not about oppression, not about a recession, not about any negative action. Just us coming together, relating and feeling so much better when we leave. Not saying we felt bad when we tuned on, tuned in. No, it's that we feel better than we did before. I felt good, but now I feel even more greater than I did before I got on there. Yeah, I was calm. Yeah, but I'm much calmer now. You understand? The peace on the rise, but it's really rising now. Hallelujah. Thank God for opportunities for us to come together and relate. Because a lot of times, traditionally, we're just speaking about what not to do. Make God your father, your heavenly father. Make him the head over your life. Make Christ his son your Lord. Make Holy Spirit your guide. Receive the free gift of the baptism. If you don't, you're going to hell. You got to live right. You got to live right. You got to do everything the opposite of what you normally do. You got to go this place. You got to do this. You got to do this way. Do that way. Live this way. Talk this way. Walk this way. With these people, let go of whoever. Anybody who don't live like you live, let them go. You got to be holy and presentable. So present yourself right. Got to check your behavior. And we cannot compare grace with an old covenant. Cannot compare grace with behavior. Many people try to compare grace with behavior due to the traditional way of doing things religiously. And that's why Christ broke every tradition when he was walking around this earth successfully. And he did it on a Sabbath every time. Healing on a Sabbath. Plucking out grains, getting food on the Sabbath. Sparing a woman who traditionally supposed to have been stoned for committing adultery. Because he wanted to set an example. When it comes to the fruits of the spirit, there are no laws. There are no laws. Do what you feel, I feel in my heart, that's right to do. It's like we sometimes say, here goes a thousand restrictions. You're so blessed. Enjoy. Like a mother tuck her child in at night. Sleep tight. Don't let the bed bugs bite. Hold on, bed bugs bite. We never even thought of that. We just saw it as, you know, a way of them tucking us in. We didn't really pay attention to the words. Don't let the bed bugs bite. Hold on. What you saying? <laughs> Good night. It's like we release good words with horror music. Don't you think anything like you used to think? When Christ is your Lord, there will be no more trouble around you ever. And sometimes we assume because we don't know a person. They don't know God. Ch, 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 ch. 
walking with Christ, he bore all our sins. So there will never be sin around you ever again. That's a way with it. won't be around. It won't be within. No doctor will never give you a negative report because you know Christ now. Your body will never talk to you. My body will never talk to you. But we still proclaim it. We are the healed. So our organs are functioning as it ought to. So we're not ministering unto ourselves as we ought to. There's never going to be a day where you have to stir yourself up because you're walking with Christ. No more weeping days for you. No more aches, no more pains. No more bills coming to you that need to be paid. When Christ become your Lord, there will never be another obstacle. Because you live in a way the opposite of the how you lived before you made him your Lord. You will never have to renew your mind ever again. Because your mind, once it's renewed, it's always renewed. And it leaves people frustrated. It leaves us frustrated. Because when these things happen to us, we feel like we're doing something wrong. No, the thing is, it's explained wrong. It's explained traditionally. It's explained religiously. Christ never said, he never said that. He never said, when I'm your Lord, sin will no longer be around. No, I carried sin and I dealt with it so we no longer have control over you. But it's still around you. But make sure and keep your mind maintained in your walk that it has nothing in you. Because there's trouble on every side. And when we see the trouble, we're like, hold on, what's going on? Christ is my Lord. What's this? Hold on. I said he's my healer. Why do I report saying this? He never said we would never have a report again negatively. Is that we know we have, you understand, positive news that's more effective than any other news. So we have to continue to stir ourselves up continuously. It never said in the word, when we receive Christ as our Lord, Satan is gone from us. No, he's still trying to release lies and deception. That's why many of us are frustrated. So many restrictions as to what not to do. And if I see him around me, then it's something that I'm not doing. Or I need to do. Or should stop doing. Because there's a trial in my life. I'm not living godly when he's the head of my life. That's not true. That's why many are frustrating themselves and we're frustrating ourselves saying, am I going to ever get this right? And that's why many of us also keep things within ourselves. We don't want nobody to know that such and such, you know, is battling this illness because we don't want to want to think that 
We don't have no power. We're not living right because this shouldn't have came up on us because we know we healed, but this person looks sick. Because we're thinking, when we have Christ, all the ways of the world is gone. He never said that. He never said that. Take that weight off your back, off my back regarding it. It's a constant of remembering. It's a constant of recognizing. It's a constant of stirring yourself up. It's a constant of believing. It's a constant. Can I take breaks in between remembering? Things come up around you, not because you're doing wrong, because you've been made right. Without anything that you and I had to do. And the word is saying we are the righteousness of God. So we release the righteousness of God. I can't have you to think, oh, because you do this, you're wrong. No, you've been made right. The gospel is not to say, do you want the good news or the bad news? No, it's only good news. There's only good news. There's nothing wrong believing God regarding what your body is saying to you. Due to what that report is trying to say over you. Just continue to use your faith regarding that report and allow your faith to cause that report to come under subjection over, I mean, under you. Come under subjection. Total subjection. Because your spirit overrule. My spirit overrule. That opportunity that comes around that causes us to have to bear much more fruit, just know it's an opportunity to bear much more fruit and not become entangled and become fruitless. Whenever we can discern that there's an opportunity to exercise what we believe in, release what we know. Okay, the money's saying this, okay, but this is what we know. Even when it comes to us who are not married, we command our bodies to be healed and we command ourselves to bless the Lord. And we still have organs that's functioning as it ought to because we are the healed. Now, if they wasn't functioning, then guess what? Some would be wrong. And we're thinking just making a confession is ministry enough. No, it's not enough. We have to be more specific, more detailed as to what it means for our body to be holy and presentable. We have to talk to our body, minister unto ourselves in every area. Not just, no, you're wrong when you think like that. You're wrong when you feel like that because you're not supposed to be thinking and feeling like that. You're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. When your money go low and you believe in God for money, you're wrong. When your doctor's report say this and God said that, you're wrong. No, you're right. And that's why things are around because they have nothing in What's in is in, and what's around is around. 
you and I will know how we living based upon what seems to be around. So if sadness, depression, anger, bitter around because the opposite is within. And even if the good things are in, don't take away from good things also being on the outside because God say, wherever you go, it shall to prosper. Same goes for me. But what I'm feeling, the opportunities are on the outside trying to come in that's contrary to who I am and what I believe. Their report trying to cause me not to believe. But I got to look at their report differently by knowing that it's a praise report instead of sad news. And when it comes to our bodies, we got to command our bodies to bless the Lord. How? Okay, we can't walk around and act like we're not feeling these ways that we feel behind the four walls of our home. Don't you watch nothing lustful. Don't you think lustful. Don't you watch that movie. Don't do this. Don't do that. When you make Christ your Lord, don't watch this movie. Don't think no sexual thoughts. Don't engage sexually. Don't do this. Don't do that. No, you just stand still and breathe. Sound like a horror movie. You understand? And sometimes it feel like one. There's nothing good in that. Because we feel like we're doing something wrong. Like we're being lustful because our body is functioning the way it's supposed to. I'm healed. It's supposed to feel this way. But I have to minister to my body. Now, how can I minister to my body effectively that my body listen to me? I be patient. Sometimes we get so frustrated with our body. Don't you feel like that? Don't, don't, don't. It's wrong. It's forbidden. It's forbidden. Oh, you being sinful now. You being sinful. No, 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 no. Wait a second. I understand that the body is functioning as it ought to, but it cannot engage the way it wants to. Not right now. Because my body being my temple is me being holy and presentable, waiting on God and not thinking about anything sexual. Because my spiritual intimacy with God and those who are around me supersedes any physical intimacy. There will be a day, but it's just not right now. So I'm going to command your body to be patient and wait to every hormone and the level. I command you to be stable and calm. Even you bless the Lord. To the passion that rise, the fire that rise on the inside of us to cause us to feel turned on. No, you will bless the Lord. You're not going to think this way right now. It's not the time to think this way. So we're going to think like this instead. There's nothing wrong with you. But you're not going to engage. Even though you want to. But the spirit overrule you. So you will come alongside with a praise and not a problem. It's okay to recognize what your body, my body is trying to tell us. And it's so much more rewarding when we command it to operate in the way it's supposed to as being presentable unto God. 
God will minister to every part of us. Even when it comes to a headache, wait a second. No, no, no. I come against the reason as, as to why I'm having this headache. I come against sudden frustration. Oh, no. Yeah, the bills are due. Got it. Thank you, God. Not there's something wrong because the bills are due. Something wrong, we believe in God to pay them. No. <laughs> Let's stop talking about what not to do and begin to release what happens when we do the goodness of what we receive and what we encounter walking with God beside Christ, receiving Holy Spirit, the God of our life every day. What caused us to praise and cry and fall on the floor and yell and shout and clap our hands? Let's talk about what's good and not try to command not to do nothing bad. So we have good on the mind, it don't make no room for no bad. When we have bad on the mind, it's kind of challenging to stay good. Hallelujah. God sends us places to bring forth great change. I remember 2011, I'm on a plane. And God said, Quenisha, I want you to write a book. Why well, I'm on a plane. I want you to write this book. Okay. Just 129 pages. That's it. 129 pages exactly. Okay. And within those pages... With the publishing company, some was added in and some pages was taken out. But it was actually 129 on my end, like God said to me. And I went to the restroom on the plane with this notepad I carried around and a pen. And I began to write down each, you know, page by page, a description on which page would be like, sound like, and be felt, you understand? When a person read and encounter God, it's like a daily God, each page. And God said, I want you to title it Gospel Makeover. 2011, you're going to publish a book in 2011. He told me in 2011, you're going to publish a book in 2011. But it was available on the shelves, Barnes & Noble, Kindle, Amazon, and other sites. 2012, but it was published. 2011, it was submitted. I chose a top package, all my royalties, self-publisher. And they said, do you want to add in, you know, bestseller? And I thought when I see on the books, bestseller me, because the book is selling, you know, it's at its best. No, it's a label. <laughs> to pretty much commercialize and showcase to gain more listeners, you understand? 
the gang people to actually find entrance. Oh, if it's selling like that, then this must be good. But it's a label. I said, nah, I don't want that. The title, you know, is self-explanatory, you know, itself. But I'm going to tell you like this. It don't matter publishing company or job or, you know, regarding politics and any of that, anything you could think of economically, democracy. If a person is not interested, it's going to show they're not interested. But if they're paid to release what you're releasing, then they're not going to give their all and put their all in it. So this person kept giving me a difficult time. You paid thousands for the package, and then there are other fees that's being added due to what you should be doing that's already included in the package. But you don't want to say, you know what, forget it because I'm not doing it for me. I'm doing it for God. So I'm still sowing to what I already sown into. And it's not, you know, anything that's just, you know, follows and freely giving. No, I'm paying you to do this. This is professional. This is your job title. You do this for a living. And I realized the title of my book, she had no interest in. May I ask, what's the name of this book? Gospel Makeover. Um, and she demonstrated how much she didn't have any effort or energy. She had to keep going back. And make the corrections on top of corrections on her end. And all that to say, when a book was published, I was like, just give me my book. <laughs> just, just go ahead and do what I paid for with this book, <laughs> lady. And I began to look and see what's selling. Because she's not interested in my gospel makeover. <laughs> what it was selling. And there was no book title mentioned. But it was just images of people found dead in the tub. You know, what's behind the door next door? <laughs> just giving you just what it looked like in the picture. It was a lot of, you know, crime, murder, obsession. You know, a lot of things like that were selling. So here I come with, hey, gospel makeover. <laughs> Voila. <laughs> We don't really want that. <laughs> but this is our job. You pay us to do it. We have to do what you pay us to do, but we don't really care for it. You understand? And that's how many of us are. In ministry, on a job, in our marriages, as parents, as siblings, colleagues, next door neighbors. I live beside you, you my neighbor, but I really don't care for what you do. You're loud. You're weird. Yeah, I work beside you on this job. I don't really care for you. You're lazy. You always got an excuse why you don't want to work. I'm married to you, but I don't really like you. Get on my nerves. You piss me off. I got to tell you what I want. You should already know me by now. You my child, I got to take care of you. All these children, I got to take care of you. But y'all get on my nerves. I wish y'all go over your father's house. 
somebody's house. And once the book was all said, I said, Father, I did it for you. Here, <laughs> take this book. <laughs> you know, Barnes and Noble, Campbell, Amazon, all the other sites. And I was like, you know what, Father? We did it. <laughs> and you know, 2011, there weren't no Apple phones, no, you know, no touch screens and all the, you know, electronics we have right now. We was using flip phones, y'all. We was using flip phones. And many of us were with Boost Mobile. <laughs> that was the thing at two, in 2011, Boost Mobile. <laughs> Going to reboost you up, I'm trying to tell you. And I was typing my manuscript because my tablet was in and out of, you understand, out of the internet, having reception. And the only computer device I had was on my job. So I was like, you know, I had to type a manuscript on a flip phone. Like, do you know sometimes I cry? Do you know it took me less than six months to finish the entire book, the entire everything? Because I wanted God to see I wasn't playing around. Now, whenever he tell me to do something, got to get done. Got to get done. It's good to have everything he has shown us written down and prepared and now we're just waiting on him to release it. Instead of him releasing and we not getting prepared and we're prolonging and taking our time and time and time and time and time again. What caused me to do it, you know, so seriously is because if I don't do it, it's going to get done some other way. No, but he came to me that way. So why not I do it that way? I don't want him to have to pass me by because I'm not, you know, focusing on that because I'm passing up the opportunity for him to be exalted. So why don't I take it seriously? And it been times, y'all, I was crying on that flip phone. I mean, tears. Like, this sucks. You know how small the screen is? Like an inch size. You know, the width of an inch. The length of an inch. <laughs> it's like a one by one. <laughs> half by half. <laughs> you understand? And I was crying some nights. Oh, my God. What in the world? And look at this season now. Regarding it, I released it to God, released it to the world. And here goes God in this season. Quinesha, yeah. Gospel makeover. <laughs> Gospel makeover. Yeah. But the lady who, you know, I'm not bashing anyone. I would never do that. But you can, you can tell that she didn't care for what God had for me to do. That's like if I'm a Republican and here someone comes with a novel about the goodness of being a Democrat. I don't really care. I don't even care about your value. So I'm getting paid to do it, but I'm not going to give you my all. God tapped on my shoulder with his index finger three times. One, two, three. Slow, just like that. And when he did that, I couldn't turn my head. I couldn't turn my head to look to the left and look at him. His presence was that powerful, I couldn't turn my head. And I was wondering, if he had me to turn my head, what would I have seen? 
what description would I have seen by detail? I wonder, I wonder, God, what would I have seen? And yesterday, I seen this man in a vision looking very normally. And I'm like, who is this in the, in the kingdom? Is this a relative of mine? You know, who image is this? Somebody in the Bible, one of the disciples? You know, who? Who image is this? And God say, mine. I said, this you? This is me. <laughs> this how you look. This is how I look. No, stop flying. Stop flying for real. I see so many images of you. Come on. Who is this? Me. That's how you look. Yeah. The exact look. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you look like us. No, you look like me. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. It looked like somebody that was here already. And God said, before you, I am. <laughs> I am. You can't put words with me. I am. I can't say I was that I was. I will be that I will be. And I am now that I am now. No, I am that I am for later now and forevermore. I am. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you, he gave me his, his image so I can release it to you guys. Do you know how our father looked? <laughs> First of all, very young. <laughs> he has a beard. <laughs> a full beard. <laughs> And every nationality is combined in one look regarding God's image. If you were to see God here in the earth, you wouldn't know what nationality to put him at, what nation to have him at, to consider him to be, okay, American, but I see this, but not 100%. Okay, Asia, I see that feature, I see, but not like... Russia, not Antarctica, not Europe, but not every place and how a person looks. God is a combination of it all. His eyes are a combination of every nationality. His ears and nose and mouth. Everything is a combination of every nationality. And I'm not shocked because he's the one who created every nationality. It's like, I don't look black. I don't look white. I don't look Asian. I don't look this, that, that. I'm all that in one. It's like his face describes our heavenly language. Because our heavenly language is just every language, you understand, and what? And that's how he looks. Every into one. And that's what a creator looks like. Every into one. Because he's a creator of it all. Ooh. Mmm. Mmm. God. <laughs> Touching me. <laughs> so amazing, guys. And I was like, look at you. Okay. He would stand out if he walked the street. But I'm just saying, without glory, many of us walk right past God, wouldn't even know it's him. 
Because we see him as looking like us, one of us, but we're actually all from him. <laughs> we're like him. He's not like us. <laughs> you look like me. No, you look like me. <laughs> it's like me telling my child, you understand? No, my, excuse my child telling me, you have my eyes, mom. No, you have my eyes. <laughs> you understand? I created you, being created by God to bring you forth here. You understand? In such a way. Hallelujah. So when it comes to anything we do in ministry, regarding this book, Gospel Makeover, I'm going to tell you why God is on this book right now in this season now. It's time for it. Because a Gospel Makeover, it includes everybody. That's like me showcasing my delicious pastries with my recipe in the kitchen because it involves everybody Anybody is not singularizing, you know, single out anybody is not, you understand, just specializing one specific group or one culture. No, it's everybody included. It gets everybody and it keeps everybody involved. Whoever want pastries, okay, this is what I do. No matter what race you are, your education level, where you live, any of that. Okay, this the ingredients. Okay, thank you. I got it. Thanks. It's not, oh, this is for the black people. This for the whites because we know how to cook strong enough. You know how we do with fried chicken. Can't nobody say, black man can jump. White man can't jump. You know, stuff like that. It's, it singularizes people. So when it comes to us releasing anything, make sure everybody is included. Because God is a God of us all. Hallelujah. And I thank God for that so much. When God send us places, before I get off of here, when God send us places to bring forth great change, I want you for this day forward, this day going on and continue on what God used you to do, no matter on a job, you know, the change you're making on a job, the change you're making, you know, in your church, the change you're making, you know, regarding politics in the community, democracy, no matter what it is, wherever God sing you, just consider you being there as a gospel makeover. You on that job to make over. Not to try to do over. Because people are going to feel the tension from us. What are you trying to do? You're going to come in thinking you're better than me? Or you can do more than me, and it brings forth resentment, division, intimidation, anger, bitter, fussing and fighting, and having people to walk away. I don't want to be a part of this. I don't have time for this. How many have left the job because they felt tension in the room? I got hired to do the job, so I'm going to do it. And for those who want to sit there and get paid and don't do nothing, they're going to feel some type of way. Now you can come here and try to change up stuff. Oh, you come in here to sing? Oh, oh, you sound good. 
Will you come in here to show us off? No. And we can't even come off that way to people. Oh, I'm going to be such a blessing here. On this job, this job. Oh, my goodness. It's terrible. It's nasty. Oh, I'm going to clean up really good up in this place. Oh, I'm going to sing very well. You guys sound bad. Oh, look, look at this dance I got. You guys don't have no rhythm. Check out my recipes. Your food tastes bland. Look at my logo. You join stick people. We can't come off that way when God send us places because he's sending us to bring forth great change, bringing a gospel makeover. It need to be a makeover in ministry, on a job, politically, a makeover. How do I look running for president, making a former president feel like he didn't do a good job? What you trying to say? No, I'm coming to make it over in the sense of a gospel makeover. Just being refreshed. Just put in some extra on your ordinary. As you put extra on mine. Come releasing more flavor to your flavor. And not stepping over your toes. Not having you to feel like I'm better than, I know more than. No, coming to these places, God send us humbled. Not, oh, I know what I can do. Oh, I'm going to change this junk up. No. God said, Quenisha, yes. Gospel makeover. <laughs> Release that everywhere upon everyone where they go. You're releasing the gospel makeover. Now make it over. You have potential. Why are you listening to somebody who need to be listening to what you have to release there? Sometimes we just listen and listen and it's good to listen. But you, you need to, excuse me, I need to step up and step out and release what we have inside. How many times we go back home wishing we would have released what we know we could carry out? Because what we carry it inside. We could carry out this vision. We could carry out this dream. We could carry out this prayer. We could carry out this job's assignment. We could carry out the responsibilities regarding the qualifications of this job. We could carry out the titles regarding any position. We could carry out this recipe. We could carry out this restaurant. We could carry out the menu. We could carry out the vision. And many times we don't say things because many just want to say things. I get that. But you hear some ideas that's not even, you know, really that good, but can use your help and my help. And it become great. We got to work better together. Okay. You got salt on that? Let me add my pepper with that. Ooh. That's like, okay, you got a peanut butter sandwich. Let me add jelly to that peanut butter. Let me add sand to that beach. Let me add wind to that hot and humid day. Let me add greatness to what's already great.
Hallelujah. We don't have to talk about how important it is that we are to be somewhere. Just release and have people to feel and have people to feel that they're important and they're significant and they're needed too. Let's not have it. Okay, we coming here to, we coming here to, you know, yeah, tear this down. No. God say it's the season for gospel makeover now. Yeah, and it's been since 2011 I written that book. But let me tell you, a lot of times we think that, okay, God, do what you do whenever you want to. And God has already finished what he's saying to me right now regarding gospel makeover. It's time for a gospel makeover. We've been living traditionally. If I was a, a novelist releasing a book about how great it is to be a Christian, and if I'm a Baptist, I wouldn't pick that book up. But it's still talking about the same values that I believe in, see? Gospel makeover. It's okay to disagree with you, you know, regarding someone else in the home with you. But guess what? Traditionally, we no longer going to exit out smiling and enter back in crying and bickering and fussing and fighting. No, it's a gospel makeover. We're going to sit down and talk this thing out till we come to an agreement so we won't argue no more. Let me tell you what I don't like. And let me tell you how I feel when you say these things to me. Let me tell you how I feel. No one's going to get mad. No, just tell me so we can get better at this. And there it goes. Okay, I'll stop doing that. That's how you feel when I do that? Yes. Like you keep nicking and nagging all the time. You keep talking, talking, talking at my neck. Plucking, plucking, plucking my nerve. That's why I want to be around you sometimes. I love you, but you keep plucking, plucking. Sometimes you got to think before you speak. It's, you know? Because you know why? When we were kids, we couldn't talk back. Because to them, even speaking up is talking back. So we kept quiet. That's all they told us, just shut up. But the Lord said, shut up, okay? When it get pinched? <laughs> Praise the Lord. You understand? Come on, somebody. How they going to pinch you and say, you better not cry? What? It hurts. Come on. Praise the Lord. Some of us carry a horror music around. I'm trying to tell you with a Bible in our hand. And God is dealing with gospel makeover. <laughs> I receive it, God. I'm telling you. God say, would you ever go back to that publishing company? Yes, I would. I would. But I know what to look forward to this time. Because now I'm more experienced at it. <laughs> Whenever it's your first time, you know, you learn. Yeah, I learned. <laughs> I learned. <laughs> I learned. Put a T on it. I learned. You understand? Learned about that power. Me must put an A on it. Take the E off. That power. <laughs> that hour of power. <laughs> Hallelujah. So wherever you are in ministry, it don't matter. Wherever you do, wherever God placed you, that is ministry. You know, on a job, that's ministry. In the home, that's ministry. You understand? In the church, that's ministry. This place, that place, no matter where God plant you and I, it's ministry. We're coming to release a gospel makeover. 
without anyone to feel like we have to come and do it over. No, we're coming to add the extra on the ordinary. Even though you're not normal, we're coming to add the extra. Because you're not natural, we're coming to add the super. Hallelujah. I'll never forget when I joined the dance ministry. I didn't know that we record the end of the um the end of the rehearsal so whoever not there can see what to look forward to to work on while you're at home. And we did this move and my leg, you know, came very close to my face. And I wasn't paying no attention. I was just moving for the Lord. And I got approached a lot. Girl, what, 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 what? How you can lift your leg up like that? Oh my gosh. No one lift their leg up like that. Oh, okay. And it taught us a lot that everybody dances and moves differently, no matter if it's choreography or not. We all have our own unique way of doing it unto God. That's how I felt with that move. I felt, hey, God. And your A may be different. Hey, okay. And we had to really, really soak in the presence. Why do we dance? Why do we consider dance ministry unto us? Because what Q do, you don't do. What you do, Q don't do at times. Because sometimes many of us can be like, oh, wow, I, my leg don't go up that high, okay? No, don't think that. Don't think like that. Well, let me try to get mine up high. Don't think like that. And I thank God as we just soak in before God. And the trainings and the sessions is to really know why we do what we do. Because I'm not here just to dance and look good doing it. God brought me there. And I spent many nights crying. I don't want to do this. I want to do it for you, not like this. And then it was time to go out and minister. I'm not going out there, God. I don't want to go. I'll never forget. What was the last time I danced, guys? What was it? Uh, what was it? Mother's Day. And I was like, no. I cried. For like two weeks straight, I don't want to do this. God out there like this. I'm doing it for you. I know. That's why I want you to do it. Ah. You understand. Just enjoy doing it naturally unto God. With his super on the natural And I had no idea that was discussed, that leg move. I was like, I didn't know you guys were discussing that. 
And it brought many people back and many to joy because when God have us to show up somewhere to be a blessing and I think that oh, I'm coming to tear this jaw up. That's not God. Oh, I'm going to be seen in her. I'm going to stay in the front. My focus not on God. I want everybody to see how I move. That's not God. But one thing I have learned, don't try to stay in the back when people want to put you in the front. Because the motive is nervousness, shyness. No, there's no more of that. Come on. So when we're out in ministry all over the world, make sure everybody is included. It's good to love culture, of course, but our culture from the kingdom is our spirit, man. Without any spot, without any wrinkle, without any blemish, without any tradition, religiously. So whenever you have ideas why God sent you to those places and people talking about what to do and giving out input and wanting input and we're just sitting around with all these ideas like, okay, we just listen to everybody else's. No, release yours. Release yours. God says, time for gospel makeover. Okay, God. I understand. Thank you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> yeah. Using a flip phone. <laughs> Yeah, that's what makes it so significant, using a flip phone, guys, I'm telling you. So many times walking to places to go preach in the rain. I'll never forget one day I was walking in the rain and a car drove past and splashed me and I was like, that's it. I say, no, 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 calm down, calm down, because I was walking a long way, sometimes a ride can take too long, you feel like I could have been there, so I began to walk, and I was there, and you know, no ride was there at the time, to come and take me, so I walked, and it rained as I was walking and I had on all white and a car came with this splash of muddy water all over me. I'm like, that's it. And it was cold. I was like, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Calm down. Calm down. Calm down. Even him having me on that job with those children at first, I was like, that's it. As soon as I walk in there, they're, all you hear is crying before you walk in the class. No, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Even living in a, you know, in an apartment that the maintenance wasn't really, you know, that good. It had mice in that place. Beautiful on the outside and beautiful your place can be, but it still had mice all over inside the building, the walls. And I'm like, that's it. God. It was like everything about my life. And God was like, that's it. That's it. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. You understand? And God had taught me, it's okay. It's not for long. Not for long. Okay, I turned in my car, God. 
Okay, paying all these lift drivers. This is more than a vehicle. This is more than gas. This is more than consoles. This is more than a car note. Some drivers, you know, charge me 75 for just one, you understand, trip, one way. Oh, God. That's like a week worth, well, half a week worth of gas for just one trip for a couple of hours. And don't forget, you got to get back. Oh, another 75. Oh, this rush shot may be 85. Oh, 150 every time I want to go somewhere like this far, and it's not even far. So I was like, Father, I, he was like, who paying for it? Oh, yeah, why am I talking about it? You paying for it. <laughs> you understand? So see yourself being a blessing wherever you are. Don't be like, you know what, I'm not giving my input. I'm just going to come and show up. Sometimes it may feel like that because people have their own way of doing things. But guess what? The way out of that is to continue to follow directions as it's given unto you and I with love. And before you know it, there goes, okay, so what do you think about it, Quenisha? What do you, you understand? How do you? Hallelujah. Seriously. When it's your time, it's your time for whatever God have you to do. Regarding you doing it years ago, or when he exposed it unto you years, years ago, when it's your time, it's your time. I had no idea it's time for that book and more coming out of that book. It's not just a book. It's actually a reality, a gospel makeover. It's time for everybody to reap what comes with that theology. Gospel makeover in the home. Gospel makeover in the church. Gospel makeover on the job. Gospel makeover in the monuments. And any nation, God's will make over. Regarding the weather, regarding the news, regarding the information that we perceive, it's a God's will make over everything. God's will make over regarding the schools. God's will make over regarding the food. God's will make over, excuse me, regarding the economy. God's will make over. Hallelujah. And it's like you feel good each page you read. You can feel the transformation taking place. You feel a gospel makeover. And I got over, you know, how it all came about. Because, you know, the, the person that was to do the book for me that I paid, she didn't really care about no gospel makeover. And then once I got a copy of my book, I'm like, you know what? Not, I'm not going to pull it off the shelves again for some you have done again. So I, I just said, Father, what do you want me to do? He said, keep it. I kept it. And I wanted the book to be perfect. But I thank God that it's self-explanatory. Hallelujah. Thank God for that. All 
right. <laughs> There's another book that will be out. <sighs> All right. What month is this? Next year. And it's going to be Love Notes to God. Hallelujah. Love Notes to God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Hallelujah. God say, read some to you guys. That's going to be on another episode. Okay, let me continue this on, okay? All right. I love you guys. Whenever you have the time to listen, it's all up to you, okay? You can break it up however, but I have to continue on to what he just said. I thought I was done. I'm not. We're never done because we have just begun. (laughs) Hallelujah. All right, here it goes. I love you.